Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. everybody this is bob salter well we're gonna have a good show today and liguri's along after our seven o'clock update talking golf here on the fan as she does each and every sunday morning fine program indeed and very appropriate you know we hear from tiger woods during dave's six o'clock update feel like we're setting the stage perfectly for Ann's program today. Well, in our discussion, this should be a very interesting hour I've been looking forward to for some time. The guest who is joining us is uh, someone who has an interesting uh, background in and of herself because she's a former TV producer uh, and music entrepreneur. Nicole Zeitzer Johnson, who is co-founder of the Fox G1 Research Foundation, is joining us on our program now, some of you are saying, what's the Fox G1 Research Foundation? You're going to find out about that in the course of our discussion. Nicole, first of all, good morning. Welcome to our program. Good morning, Bob. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to have you uh, join us. Thank you. Uh, I guess we should start with a little bit of background as to exactly what the foundation is. Yes, great. Thank you. So, well, the Fox G1 Research Foundation is a foundation I started about a year ago to really drive research forward to find a cure for something called Fox G1 syndrome, which is a rare neurological um, genetic condition that my daughter has. So um, we found out when she was two years old, uh, she's six and a half now, that she has this devastating condition called Fox G1 syndrome, which we're not carriers of. So it's a spontaneous mutation of the gene, mm. and it is pretty severe. When you say pretty severe, in what ways? Okay, yes. Yeah, so um, pretty is an understatement. Mm-hmm. So um, Josie, that's my daughter's name, she is, like I said, she's six and a half years old. She still cannot sit up without falling over. She can't crawl. Um, she can't walk, of course. She can't talk. Um, she suffers from epilepsy. She's fed using a feeding tube. Um, she really, what Fox G1 is one of the first genes in brain development. So when there is a mutation to that gene, it doesn't go on to give the the brain the proteins it needs to turn on all these other genes that, you know, 
tell, you know, tell the brain what to do. So really it stopped her development. So she's developmentally about one years old, not even. Um, so it's really, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, you know, she doesn't have the abilities that she deserves as a six and a half year old child. Um, and it's, you know, she can't take care of her basic needs. Mm. As, as a parent, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you deal first of all with, you know, getting that, that news, that diagnosis? Oh yeah. No, I'll never forget that day. Um, well, really, at the time, it was so difficult to get the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So, because um, it's a funny story, it's you know, it's a funny story in the way that the first geneticist we went to was named Doctor Fox, <laughs> and she didn't get, she didn't know the diagnosis. So they used to look for how the child presents. So they have a panel of potential. Um, disorders that it could be. Um, so they tested for everything that they thought it could be, and everything came back negative. Then we just did, you know, every type of testing under the sun, mitochondrial, uh, you name it, MRIs, you name it, and everything came back normal. So for two years, I could not find out why my daughter was not developing. And finally, I found out about something called whole exome sequencing, and this is that was a new test at the time where instead of looking for how the child presents, they can look at every single gene in the genome. And if you are the only person in the world with a mutation to a gene, you will find out. So this is really something that any parent who cannot, you know, find out the diagnosis for their child should know about. Um, we had it done at Columbia University Hospital. At the time, it took six months to get results. And when we got our diagnosis, Josie was the 60th person in the world known with Fox G1 syndrome. So, you know, how it felt in that moment, his, his office closed in on me. Um, fast forward, you know, then I started to say, hey, okay, what's being done about this? Mm-hmm. What could I do about this? Right. Okay, you know, I'm a true believer that everything you do in life leads you up to what you need to do. So I think, you know, being a, being a, I was at CNN for many years. I learned how to get right down to the heart of the matter, you know, right, to get the information I need. I was an entrepreneur. So um, there was an existing foundation um, of some Fox G1 moms. That was great for parent support. Uh, but I got together with another Fox G1 parent and who's also an entrepreneur um, and an, two other Fox G1 moms and one in Switzerland, one in California, who, you know, shared the same mentality as me. And we started, you know, researching every research that was done on Fox G1 at the time, every scientist in the world who was looking at it. How do we get from point A to point Z? There are so many philanthropists in the world that want to put their money towards something that's going to make a great change in science and in lives. And the most important thing that we learn is that because Fox G1 is such a critical gene in brain development and one of the first, it, it's, it's called a transcoder. It turns on all these other genes. So um, scientists have found that Fox G1 could hold the key to unlocking so many other disorders, such as autism. We currently have a scientist at Yale looking at the links of Fox G1 expression in autism. 
and Alzheimer's, schizophrenia, brain cancer, and so much more. So that was really when we said, you know, wow, our research can help millions and millions of people. We didn't say it. Scientists are saying it. And we learned that there's so many scientists, you know, giving us proposals to do the research. So, um, you know, so it actually became a very, very hopeful thing, mission, and something that I knew I had to, you know, leave the work I was doing before and put it all into this. Mm. And putting it all into this, um, where is it? Where is this taking you now? Okay, so we launched Fox G One Research Foundation a year ago. We have funded six different scientist projects. Mm-hmm. We just funded um, the the biggest study of Fox G One to date, where we have. Um, eight mouse models for every known mutation of FOXG1 syndrome. So FOXG1 has a spectrum of of, um, mutations. So where Josie has um, something called a nonsense mutation, there's duplication, there's... um, there is missense mutation, so it gets pretty scientific. But so we will ha- now have a mouse model representing each one. So the next step is so right now we are in phase one of research where we have to get all the answers, you know. And once we have these answers, and by getting these answers, we build the mouse models, we start in an IPS stem cell biobank. Um, so we're looking, we're doing, we're currently raising money to fund a stem cell study. So we have to look at all these things. And once we do, we can identify gene therapies. So the next step is gene therapies. Um, and then the goal is to get to clinical trials. So um, that that is our path right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the interesting aspects of the discussion today is the fact that you've also gotten involved, as I understand, in um, using CBD oil. That's right. With your daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, first of all, how did that come about? Okay, so um, this is an interesting story, too. So I, I was, you know, I first learned about CBD oil a few years ago. I was watching CNN. Um, they had this great um, series called Weeds. And I saw the story of Charlotte, the little girl who's having 300 seizures a day. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, I've got to try this. At that time, Josie was having horrific seizures. She was having grandma seizures. This is, you know, it was almost like right after her diagnosis, she was having just these grandma seizures. She was turning blue. I was, you know, breathing life back into her. I didn't know what was happening. I was in so many ambulance rides to the hospital, and it was, you know, um, they they would put her on anti-seizure medicine, but it's a very delicate science. So, they would start to work, and then they wouldn't work, and we spent so long trying to get the right medicinal cocktail of the right meds, um, and still at best, on all these heavy-duty meds, Josie was still having four seizures a week. So while this was all happening, I was learning about CBD oil. Then I found, then I started, um, I found out about the study for Epidiolex, which is the CBD derived pharmaceutical that the FDA just approved. 
So I found the doctor, Dr. Davinsky at NYU Epilepsy, who is leading the study for Epidiolex. Um, and I got in touch with him and I said, can, you know, my daughter's having seizures. She has a rare genetic disorder. Can she be part of your study? And he couldn't put her on the study because it was only for children with two other disorders, um, Lennox-Gastaut-Andrave syndrome. But he said, but I can see your daughter as a patient. So, and that was, I mean, that really was a very pivotal moment in our life. Um, so Josie started seeing Dr. Davinsky. We put her on CBD oil, you know, that we got from Colorado. And, and like I said, at best, she was still having four seizures a week. So we started the CBD oil at a very low dose and, um, to be honest, well, we started it at a higher dose. I take that back. And she started to have more seizures. So then we lowered the dose. So once we got the dose right, um, a week went by and Josie didn't have any seizures. And this was basically the first week in, um, you know, a very long time <laughs> that she was having, she, she didn't have a seizure. Then another week, a month went by and we went a year seizure free using CBD oil. After a year, she had some breakthrough seizures because she grew, um, but then we got everything back on track, and it's been two years now. Um, she does have an occasional seizure. You know, I, I, I don't want to say that it's the absolute magic bullet. Um, she had one just last week, but that's part of growth, and, you know, they're occasional. They're here and there. And we can handle that. We have rescue meds, but I call CBD oil the icing on the cake. I mean, it really gave us all our life back and changed her in really amazing ways. Okay. We're going to talk more about this uh, topic um, We, a couple of years back. Uh, Nicole explored this in part in a discussion on uh, this program, and there's more I want to ask you about and talk more about the foundation as well. Talking with Nicole Zeitzer-Johnson. She is co-founder of the Fox uh, G1 Research Foundation. More with her as we continue here on The Fan. It's Sunday morning on The Fan. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Solter, and Liguori's Talking Golf follows our 7 o'clock update with uh, Dave Urem this Sunday morning. We are in a discussion that's an interesting one. By the way, if you want to join the discussion, you can. 877-337-6666 is our phone number here at The Fan. Uh, hopefully you are enjoying listening to WFAN, and hopefully by now you've downloaded that radio.com app too. That's very, very handy. Um, Nicole Zeitzer-Johnson is talking with us on our program. She's co-founder of the Fox G1 Research Foundation. There's a lot of areas to go in discussion with you. Um, one of the things that I guess we should do a couple of different times in the course of this discussion too is for folks who are listening um, – who may want more information on some of the things that we're talking about. What's the website for the foundation? Thank you. Yes, our website is foxg1research.org. Okay, so that's foxg1, and that's the numeral one, mm -hmm. research. That's all this one word, dot .org. Yeah, there's so many different areas where we can go, and we're going to be talking as well before we're done today about an event that is uh, coming up 
uh, toward the end of the month, uh, too, because that's an important thing. But one of the thoughts that I had is to back up for a little bit, because some people hear um, CBD Mm -hmm. and CBD oil. And one of the questions that some people will come up with is the idea of if you're giving this to your daughter, is that something that is safe? Right, yeah. No, a lot of people worry. You know, a lot of people think of CBD, oh, it's it's marijuana, right? So um, a lot of red flags go off. But, um, yes, it is very safe. CBD is a cannabinoid. Um, it is a compound from the cannabis plant. And, you know, the compound that we've all known for so long is THC. That's the psychoactive compound. That's the compound that causes people to get high. CBD is a compound um, that produces different effects in the body. And like they've found when the FDA approved Epidiolex is that it absolutely does help many patients with epilepsy to control their epilepsy, to control their seizures. So it is safe. Epidiolex, which will be on the market in the fall, is, you know, um, very, very pure. You want to be careful that if you're buying CBD oil that it's pure, that you're getting it good from a good manufacturer. But I have, you know, no concerns about CBD oil being safe. You know, when I think of the heavy-duty pharmaceuticals that Josie is on, you know, those side effects are serious. Um, so CBD oil is the most natural medicine that she's on. How many different pharmaceuticals is she on? Oh, boy. So she is on three different anti-seizure medicines. Um, and that's, you know, and then she's on different vitamins and things that, you know, she's on something to protect her liver because of the side effects of one of the medicines. So, you know, when I, you know, when sometimes she starts laughing out of nowhere, I think, you know, well, this medicine is also used to treat other, um, you know, brain disorders that, you know, who knows, is she seeing purple elephants flying across the room? So those are more, you know, mm-hmm. I, in my, I think more psychoactive than CBD oil is. Mm. Interesting discussion with uh, Nicole Zeitzer-Johnson on our program on The Fan this Sunday morning. I mentioned you want to join us. You can. 877-337-6666 is our phone number. Uh, Let's take a call here. We'll go to uh, our friend Jay in uh, Bergen County, New Jersey. Jay, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Hey, good morning, Bob. As always, a great show. Thank Uh, you. Very, you know... Sorry, Nicole, boy, you must be really going through something, you know, waiting so long to find out. Uh, you, you really answered my question. I called her to find out what CBD oil was. When you did say you got it from Colorado, I figured uh, it had something to do with marijuana. And how did you come about uh, getting the CBD oil from Colorado to here? And what, was there any problems with you? Could you have, a, you know, got that here and... I, I, from what I understand, this oil is is like a miracle for some people. And is it legal here? Can you get it here? Uh, it should be legal. I'm, and I just wish you the best. And, oh. I, and I, you know, it's a tough situation. You know, I have grandchildren, and I just think of the people that go through this, and it's it's just a hard. But I'll I'll listen to your answer, if, and I'll hang up. All right. And thank you again, Bob. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Nicole? 
Yes. Yeah, so at the time I got it from Colorado, I went straight to the people who I saw in the in the CNN report, the guys, the Stanley brothers, who created something called Charlotte's Web um, for that little girl, Charlotte. So I went to their company, had it sent to um, outside of New York, because at the time you couldn't have it sent to New York. Um, but there were, I, I was hearing stories of families moving to Colorado. I mean, as a parent, you will do anything to save your child. Um, it, you can buy it now in New York. Um, CBD oil is almost in every product now. You can buy it in creams. You can buy it in so many different ways for so many different reasons now. Um, but at the time, I did get it and um, started her on it. And like I say, it was, you know, it gave us our life back. It gave Josie her life back because every time she had a grand mal seizure, it was like her brain ran a full marathon. So just when she was starting to show some cognitive improvement, wham, she would get hit by a seizure and she would be, you know, it would just take her back 10 steps. So really, you know, not only did it help stop the seizures, it helped her cognitively develop. I mean, she's so much more connected now, um, and that is really the beauty of it. Mm. Interesting uh, areas of discussion here in mm -hmm. uh, our program, and I had a feeling that this was also going to connect with folks listening to us. Just give, it, give out the phone number a couple of times. <laughs> Look what's going to happen here. Uh, <laughs> next, we go on the phone to Mike in uh, Riverdale. Uh, Mike, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Yes, good morning. Um, I did a little research a few months ago trying to find a reputable Internet supplier of CBD oil. I was wondering if your guest uh, is able to share the name of an Internet supplier. And second question is, in the middle of the night, I heard um, an author who was fairly famous, Earl Mandel, I think he wrote the CBD oil handbook. Um, would she please respond, and I'll listen off the air. Okay. Nicole? Thank you. Oh, sure. Um, I get it from CW Hemp. CW stands for Charlotte's Web by the Stanley Brothers. Um, you know, that's worked for us, so I haven't changed it. Um, you know, there will, you know, Epidiolex will be available in the fall. So then it's a, it's a pharmaceutical that insurance will cover. So, um, maybe I'll move over to that. Um, and I don't know that book, <laughs> but, um, so, uh, but I will look into it. Okay. Next up on the phone, we go to Rick in Wallingford, Connecticut. Rick, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Uh, good morning, Bob. Good morning, good morning. Nicole. And thank you for taking my call. On the call, I just want to I want to praise you and thank you for coming on the air and telling your story. I had a daughter, Brittany, who passed away three years ago from something similar to what your daughter's going through. She had a rare neurological disorder called Rett syndrome, yes. which is R E T T syndrome, which is a rare neurological disorder found. A genetic disorder amongst uh, young girls. Yes. Um, my daughter passed three years ago at chronologically the age of 27, yes. but she was only mentally and physically the age of about a year. She had neurological disorders, developmental delays, uh, spinal fusion, hip replacement surgery. She was in and out of the hospital her whole life, but you know we considered ourselves extremely blessed to have had her, obviously, for as long as we did. And the one thing 
And we went about 10 years, Nicole, without a diagnosis. It was right. the most incredible thing. I feel your, your pain so much, and uh, you are very, very blessed. And the one thing that we never tapped into or was never approached or was the CBD oils. She had seizures. She had grand mal seizures, mm-hmm. you know, very, very similar to your little girl. And, and for you to have the strength and the courage and the fortitude to come on here and tell your story, uh, to me, uh, makes you a super amazing woman, as is your family. And then I pray for your daughter. And I just happened to turn on the show this morning. Wow. And I saw the same thing on a report last night on, on Dateline or something. And it just really, obviously, with me and my family struck home. And I, I can't thank you enough for having the courage to start this foundation and just to be on the air and present your personal story to everybody that's listening. Well, thank you. I, I really do hope that the research we do can help with Rett syndrome as well, um, and it's possible. You know, there are different genes. Rett, of course, is the MECP gene. Um, Fox, and first I just want to say I'm so sorry for your loss. My eyes just welled up and... Um, I of course we we understand each other, and um, um, Fox G1 syndrome was originally called congenital Rett syndrome. So um, I know Rett wow. syndrome very well, but then the NIH gave Fox G1 its own name because it's the Fox G1 gene, um, and there are some differences, but they are very very similar. Um, so I follow Rett syndrome very very closely and. Um, and I know that like Fox G1, Rhett, Rhett children do light up the world around them. They do have that, that special glow and that happiness. And, you know, just like you said, we, Josie is our blessing. She is such a joy. So, um, you know, I really, I really do feel for you. And, um, I hope that what we do can help so many well, more. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, again, very, very similar, uh, Disorders and the funny thing, Nicole, not funny as you said before, but the mm-hmm. ironic thing is that when my daughter Brittany was passing at Yale of all places, my other daughter Nicole, who works at Yale, was the one who took care of her in her last days, and we truly, truly are blessed more and had such a special child, and and it sounds so similar. And again, Nicole, I, I wish you all the best. Uh, I can't believe that I, I, I'm listening to Bob this morning, and, and you, though I have tears flowing down my face, you have really, really brought some uh, some some uh, peace and happiness to listening this morning to this program, and I thank you so much, Nicole. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for your kind words, too, Rick, and certainly I, I do express my sympathy as well on the uh, passing of your daughter, but thank you for joining us on our program this morning. You know, one uh, one other thing I want to mm-hmm. say for Rick and anyone is um, you could follow our progress on our foxg1research.org website. There's a news page. We also have foxg1 research Facebook page where we're always posting our progress. So, um, you know, hopefully anyone who wants to see, you know, the difference that we're we're hopefully going to make, they could they could follow us. What's the most important thing that needs to happen for the foundation? Um, well, of course, it's we have to raise money. Mm-hmm. Um, we our goal is clinical trials. 
Um, first, we have to get through this first phase of research. We want to fund the stem cell research study right now. Um, then once we get to clinical trials, it's, you know, it takes a whole lot of money. Um, and, you know, if it didn't, everyone would be doing it. But, um, and, and so that's the most important thing is fundraising, fundraising. So um, we really have to just, you know, put our heads down and do events and, and fundraise. Um, each clinical trial is going to cost, you know, a- around $5 million. So we have a lot of work to do, this, but that's, that's after phase one. Right now we have to raise 100000 for the stem cell study. And these, these things are critical to get to our goal, and we believe we will. We know that it's hopeful. We know that um, gene therapy, there's a revolution of gene therapy happening right now. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, so, you know, there's going to be challenges, but really the biggest challenge is being able to fund the scientists and the studies. So it's, it's fundraising. All right. One of the things that we're going to talk about as we continue is to talk about an event that mm-hmm. is uh, coming up at the end of this month. We'll also take some more um, comments and thoughts from folks listening to us. Uh, Chris in Smithtown, stay there. We'll get to you right after we uh, take a pause here. We're talking with Nicole Zeitzer-Johnson, who is co-founder of the Fox G1 Research Foundation. They're on the web, by the way, at FoxG1, that's the numeral one research, so that's FoxG1 Research, that's all as one word, dot O-R-G, and we have more to uh, chat with Nicole about. By the way, after our 7 o'clock update this morning, as happens this summer on Sunday mornings, Anne is along, she's talking golf. It's Sunday morning on The Fan. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter. We are in discussion with Nicole Zeitzer-Johnson on our program. Uh, She is co-founder of the Fox G1 Research Foundation, and she's talking with us on our program. We've um, touched upon a number of different areas, Um, had some folks listening to us uh, join us by phone at 877-337-6666 and share some thoughts along the lines of some of the things that uh, Nicole has shared with us in our discussion. Now, a couple of times I've alluded to the fact there's an event that is coming up. A friend of yours is involved in this. Mm-hmm. It is literally two weeks from today. What yes. is this? Yes, so um, this is just so amazing. A, a lifelong friend, his name is Chris Peppy. He's always been a rock star. He's always been singing as long as I know him. Um, he's a huge Led Zeppelin fan, and you can really hear that in his music. Um, he is doing a show in Port Washington at the Landmark Theater on Sunday, August 26th. Um, he's bringing his band and his original music and two other opening bands, and he's putting on a concert to benefit Fox G1 Research, um, so my foundation, which is foxg1research.org. And he, you know, he just called me one day and said, you know, I've been following what you're doing, and I want to do this for you. And um, we're so moved by it because, like I said, you know, fundraising is the most important thing. So for someone to just come to me and say, I, you know, I believe in what you're doing um, and I want to help, um, 
it's just, I, I can't even say how meaningful it is. Um, but we're really excited. There's going to be a bunch of people coming, and um, we're excited to hear his music as well. So it should be a lot of fun. We're going to have um, a silent auction, a live auction, and um, we're going to raise money to help cure Fox G1. Okay. Time, location, how sure. can people get involved in this? Great. So um, it is at 6.30 p.m. on Sunday, August 26th at the Landmark Theater in Port Washington. For tickets, you'd have to go to a website called brownpapertickets.com. Um, put in Chris Peppy in concert. Um, there's a phone number where you can get tickets as well. It's 1-800-838-3006. And you know what? After this, I'm going to add this to our Fox G1 Research Facebook page um, to make sure that anybody listening can find it there as well. So if you find Fox G1 Research on Facebook, the information will be there. Um, and I hope anyone in the New York area can join us. I'll be there. Unfortunately, Josie will not because it's past her bedtime, um, but it will be a really great time. Now, Landmark Theater is, that's like right in the center of Port Washington, is that right? Yeah, it's on Main Street in yeah, Port okay. Washington. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you could take the train there and just, you know, walk down Main Street. And uh, yeah. Obviously, that does two things for the foundation. One, obviously, it's going to raise some money, but it's also doing something else, which is the whole idea of raising awareness, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the other aspect of the foundation's work that's so significant, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, when Josie was diagnosed, she was the 60th person in the world known with Fox G1. Today, there's about 460. So the diagnosis rate is, you know, what is that, 100% per year or more. And it's, we believe that there are probably hundreds of thousands of children born or with Fox G1. I mean, and since the beginning of time, it was just diagnosed as something else. You know, for so long, maybe they were calling it cerebral palsy, or they didn't know what it was. Years ago, they were calling it mental retardation. They didn't have a name for it. But because FOXG1 is one of the first genes in brain development, and it's so critical, it actually, before it was called congenital Rett syndrome, it was called brain factor 1. So for us to raise awareness about FOXG1 syndrome, it's making more geneticists know about it. It's making more pediatricians know about it. It is now on the epilepsy panel for testing. So parents are not going as long as I did, which was two years without a diagnosis. Before me, I mean, there are parents coming out now saying, my daughter is 16, my son is 18. They went all these years without knowing. So it's almost on on our closed parent support group page, um, we are getting new parents diagnosed all the time. So that's extremely important. And it's, you know, all of this, all of the research we're doing is so important to change the blueprint of human life. So everything, you know, while right now there's 460 children with Fox G1 syndrome, our research can affect millions and it could change the course of rare diseases going forward. It could change the course of brain disorders going forward. 
So we, it really does motivate me and inspire me for sort of this gift that I've been given to, to do with my life now. All right. I'm going to ask the question some people listening probably anticipate because I've asked this question before of folks who are in tough situations. Mm -hmm. Was there a time where you simply said, why me? Why us? Why my daughter? Of course. Of course. Um, You know, there was... I mean, I remember pulling my car over and just crying on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. You know, when she was, you know, turning blue and stiff and I didn't know if she was going to come out of it. You know, when I would be around, and, and still, I'm around all my friends and their children, and Josie's now six and a half, and I'm, I'm with other children who are dancing and running, and they're going for mommy and daughter manicures, and they're shopping, and there's all these things that I can't do. You know, I'm, I'm not sending her off to camp this summer. You know, I'm, I'm excited over her wheelchair and her incredible special needs school. Um, so, of course, you, you feel bad for yourself. Um, you feel bad for your child. Um, but I have to say, I realized pretty early on that I have a choice. I could say, woe is me, and I could just drown in my sorrow, or I could look at the gift and I could look at everything Josie can do, and I could say, well, why me? Okay, why me? What am I going to do with this? I, you know, certain, what will serve me and other people with this? Um, so I turned that around. I'm not saying that I'm not sad and it isn't hard, um, but I, I really chose to find the positive from it because she's an amazing child, and, um, you know, drowning in your sorrow doesn't help anyone. I appreciate you a- answering that, and I hope that I didn't insult you by asking the question. But it's something that, you know, for those of us who, whose lives have not been touched in a fashion like this, you know, very often we may just think um, that we wouldn't be able to handle it. How would we do yeah. it? And it seems like a natural question to ask. Oh, absolutely. No, and I appreciate the question, Bob, because and I have heard it from so many people have said to me, gosh, you're so positive. You know, I don't know how you handle this. So if it's something through this that I could give to other people, that I can give someone, you know, when they're feeling so sorry for themselves for anything in life, and if they could think of me and think of, well, you know, you know, Nicole's smiling, Josie's smiling, her whole family's smiling. I have, I have an 11-year-old son. We're very happy. So if it could help anyone say, you, you know, happiness is your choice, um, no matter what you're going through, and that's something very important. So, you know, I appreciate the question because I really do want to spread that. What has been the impact of Josie's... Uh, disease, um, battle, if I can phrase it that way. Mm-hmm. What has the impact of that been on your son? Uh, so, you know, this is life as we know it. So he's five years older than her. He, you know, you know, when she first started having these terrible seizures, you know, he, you know, he would like, you know, ran behind the couch and, or would try to help me. But he, he's really an amazing boy. And I hope people can learn from him because, like I said, we don't, 
we don't drown in our sorrow. He said something to me one day, and this is sort of just sums it up. I was cooking in the kitchen, and this is when there were about 100 children with Fox G1, and I'm just cooking, and he said, Mommy, isn't it amazing that there's only 100 people in the world with Fox G1 syndrome, and we got one of them? Mm. <laughs> and I just kept doing what I was doing. I didn't want to make a big deal, and I was like, right? How lucky are we? And that's it. You know, we look at Josie as our gift. She's our little girl. She's different. And, you know, we invite the questions. When people are staring at us in a swimming pool, I'll say, oh, do you want to meet Josie? You know, I just she's, she's teaching the world so much. And, you know, the fact that she's always smiling and laughing. Um, we have a Fox G1 Research Instagram, if anyone listening has Instagram, and there's some video of Josie laughing in there. She changes people's day. So um, it really, you know, there there are things that affect him. You know, it's like he's an only child in some ways. Um, but for the most part, this is life as we know it. And, you know, he helps me. He tries to help me with my foundation. And he's learning that, hey, you know, we have this. And my mom is, you know, left her world in, in the music business. And, the, and she is going to, you know, try to find a cure. So... And where geographically in the world are the people who have Fox, Fox G1? I mean, you know, when you said that about the initial situation where there were 60 people in the world, as you said that, I thought, well, wait a minute. How many of them are, you know, in this part of the world versus other areas? Right. Because, again, you know, the layperson is going to think, well... Is there something in where this occurs? That, no. That yeah, no, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They are all over the United States, South America, Europe, Australia. They are really, we have a map showing where the concentration of Fox one is throughout the world, and it doesn't seem to be trending more in one area. There are about five in New York that I know of. There's one other family in Long Island. Um, and like I said, the diagnosis rate is just, you know, increasing day by day. Um, so it really, it's, um, you know, like, I, like you asked, is there ever a time where I just say, you know, why me, why me? Well, at the beginning, I say, what did I do? What did I do? Mm-hmm. What did I do while I was pregnant? You know, I put the blame on myself. Why? What did I do? And I was so healthy. I would only eat organic. I did everything right. How could this happen? Um, there is really no environmental factor. There's nothing I could have done to cause it. There's nothing I could have done to prevent it. And the more I wrap myself around, my brain around the science of it, I, I understand that more and more. It's a spontaneous mutation of the gene. This is some, you know, it, it really underscores the um, delicate process of childbirth. You know, now we have so much more technology, so more children are being born. Years ago, maybe they wouldn't have if the brain didn't develop, you know, mm-hmm. in utero. So um, really, you know, DNA um, formation is a very fragile thing, and there was a spontaneous uh, mutation of the FOX G1 gene, um, you know, very, very, very early on, and um, it could happen to anyone, anywhere, um, so what we're working on is that when it does happen and a parent does find out 
we're looking to develop the gene therapies to correct it with FOXG1 research. Nicole Zeitzer-Johnson, co-founder of the FOXG1 Research Foundation. FOXG1, the numeral one research, that's all as one word, dot O-R-G, the website. And the event two weeks from today on the 26th at the Landmark Theater on Main Street in Port Washington. Let's hope that's a very successful event. We certainly wish you the best. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us on our program. Well, that's going to do it for our show today. Don't forget to get that radio.com app. Get that thing downloaded. Reason enough is this. If you have the radio.com app, no matter where you go, you can listen to Ann Liguori talking golf this morning after Dave's 7 o'clock update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.